Well, our next guest also had that machine and kept him alive for a while. And then he moved on and got himself a heart transplant. And we have the pleasure of speaking with Carrie Wood now to find out about what that journey was like. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. So, Carrie, what I think is really interesting is that you describe your heart care journey as climbing three mountains, which I appreciate because it, to me that that makes it sound like this was not easy for you. Tell us a little bit about uh, about your journey with with living with first heart failure, um, and then getting this VAD, and now a heart transplant. Well, it really was a journey. It uh, consumed all of my life for about a decade. And um, I guess the first part of the journey, the first mountain would be surviving with heart failure. Um, I was at end stage heart failure and I had pretty much given up. I had been suffering and um, I was ready to move on or for whatever was to come next. And I met Holger, Dr. Holger Buchholz and the LVAD team. And from that day on, I was given uh, fantastic uh, medical care and, well, care in all ways. And that's uh, the thing about the Mazankowski is they care for you in all ways of life. The next part of my journey was uh, waking up and discovering I had an LVAD and that I could breathe again. And for about the first month, I was very, very happy just to be able to breathe. And I know that sounds, um, you know, you, you take something for granted. You don't sure. even think about it. But I was uh, overjoyed just to be able to breathe properly. And I was on uh, the Alved and I was listed. And in 22 months, I went in for a transplant and I received uh, an excellent heart. And I was able to recover with my new heart and I am doing really well today. Um, I'm healthy in all ways. I just have to take my medications. And yeah, it, it's, uh, it's prolonged my life. I'm uh, 60 years old. I'm a grandfather, husband, father and uh, I'm very happy to be here very wow. grateful to the people at the Mazankowski oh no kidding I, I mean a brand new heart Carrie I'm, I'm so curious like what what is that like to get a phone call saying okay we've we've got a heart ready for you or are you ready I mean mentally what is what does that feel like well really it was quite uh, I was prepared um, uh, there was no time when, you know, I was panicked or felt like I was um, in danger. Um, I, I think I had the uh, confidence in the Mazankowski ho Hospital and the people that took care of me in the Alvad program. And I was heading into uh, a new program and uh, with the transplant uh, people that take care of you in all ways and I put my put myself in their hands and uh, yeah my, my wife and I received the call at uh, 12:30 in the afternoon and 
I was uh, in surgery at 2 a.m. Uh, that that same morning, like the following uh, morning, and uh, when I woke up, I had a, a new, excellent heart, and wow. and and I felt well. I felt good right from the, the moment I woke up. Uh, my heart transplant surgeon, those guys work miracles every day. Every time they do a surgery, it is truly a miracle. Yeah, we, he came we've in and he looked at me and he said. You don't look like you need to be in ICU. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good thing to be told when you're making your way through recovery, right, Carrie? So, so how is life different for you now? You said that you basically take some medication after getting the heart transplant. Is that really all that you need in terms of maintenance? What, how, how do you feel now health-wise? Uh, well, there's still a process. Like, I'm, I'm an outpatient with Mazankowski, and they, they keep an eye on you, and they make sure that... Uh, Everything is uh, like your blood work and uh, various other tests that they do um, that you fall within uh, their uh, parameters within their system. And um, yeah, it. I feel like, well, it, it was so long since I felt um, normal. Uh, this is the new normal and I feel great. The new normal is great for me. Um, the first year after recovery, you have to go back oh, uh, about 14 times to have something called a heart biopsy. And they go in through a, a vessel in your neck and they take little little pieces of your heart and they, they send them to the lab and they uh, examine them. And they watch you very closely in all ways. And if you happen to have a few other little problems and everyone does along the way they they take care of those too so now i'm required to live a a healthy lifestyle which everyone should be anyways right (laughs) yeah and carrie you know that's interesting because i mean we know that there are things that you can do in terms of lifestyle that can cause heart disease but that's not the situation with you this came about through a virus for you yes that's that's correct um it was triggered by a virus and my i had uh something called cardio uh, dilated myopathy it's where your heart loses its elasticity the muscle weakens and it grows inside in size and it's unable to pump the blood uh, properly through your your system um, I did develop uh, an embolism in my left ventricle the blood pools it's not being pumped properly so it tends to to pool and uh, uh, a little clot formed and at that point uh, uh, at some point um, a little pieces of the, the embolism broke off and went up into my brain and I had uh, something called a TIA uh, basically uh, it's a mini stroke and they were able to diagnose me really quickly within a, a day I would say and I went into the into the uh, cardiac recovery unit and they with meds i was able to um come back to uh some level of health not not nearly as good as um i am today but that was part of the heart failure um mountain that i climbed that was the first one oh 
Amazing. Well, Carrie, we're so glad to hear that you're doing so well today and uh, what a journey it's been for you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate you making the time. You're very welcome. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.